Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal, editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you spend much time in Baton Rouge business circles, you know that real estate is one of the most vibrant and robust sectors of the local economy. It's also been on a roll in the years since the Great Recession with the boom in new commercial and office developments and a steady increase in residential activity, at least until the COVID crisis of 2020. It's thrown a wrench in the real estate market as it has with so much else. That's not to say it's all bad. In fact, there have been some surprising opportunities that people have found, but it's not all good either. And and real estate experts are trying to wrap their head around what's going on and where we're headed next. Joining me to discuss this is Dottie Tarleton, a senior broker associate at Sterling Properties. Dottie specializes in commercial real estate, retail shopping centers, which were reinventing themselves before the pandemic, thanks to the Amazon effect. And now, well, they're having a hard time. Dottie is a veteran of the industry and also something of a pioneer. See, the wheelers and dealers of commercial real estate in the Deep South, at least until relatively recently, have been mostly male. And not only that, but the kind of men who you could say belong to the good old boys network. When Dottie joined Sterling Properties 30 years ago, she was the only female broker doing commercial real estate. Today, the ranks have opened to women somewhat, but not as much as you might think. Dottie, it's a fascinating subject and so much to talk about with the COVID economy. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you. With me and Dottie on Zoom today is Terry LeBlanc, Regional Sales Manager at Assurance Financial, an independent, full-service residential mortgage brokerage firm that was founded in 2001 right here in Baton Rouge and today is licensed in 43 of the 50 states and housed in 24 locations around the country where it offers a full menu of residential loan products. Terry is also a veteran of the real estate business and has been a mortgage broker since the mid-1990s. He ran his own firm for more than a decade. Since 2014, he has been with Assurance and helped the firm expand into new territories. And at a time when there's been such a residential boom, Terry, lots of interesting things going on in in your sector of the real estate market too. So thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch. Uh, Thank you. You're exactly right. A tremendous amount of of activity going on in in our residential side. Well, we will look forward to finding out more about it. But Dottie, I'm going to go back to you for a minute. Until very recently, like within the last five years, if if you went to the website of a commercial real estate firm, you might have thought that you'd been misdirected to a college fraternity composite. And, and we've talked before about this because I did a story on it a few years ago, and the numbers were really bad. Only like one in 10 commercial brokers in Baton Rouge were women. Why were the numbers so low, and has that changed? Um, yeah, I think it's changed a little. I mean, that's a question that's been asked a number of times, and the answer to it is um, perplexing. I think that a lot of women are, um, feel um, that it's a man's world. 
And, uh, and I just said, no, it's my world. I'm going to go do what I want to do. And she go, you know, I mean, women can be in commercial real estate and they are, there's more of them than there used to be. But, um, I guess I was a pioneer. I just said, you know, I'm going to go do this and nobody's going to stop me. And they didn't. <laughs> so you've been with Sterling almost your entire career and, and tell us about what Sterling's doing in Baton Rouge and, and where it sort of established its niche. Well, Sterling started off, um, in Baton Rouge. Let's see. I opened the office here, I think like in 1989 and we were shopping center developers and we, we developed um, Target Anchor shopping centers. We have developed a ton of Walgreens drugstores. And um, then we kind of branched out from, I mean, we now have offices in Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Lake Charles, uh, Monroe, uh, Mobile, and Pensacola. And I, I may have left one or two things out. So now we don't just do retail. We do office, we do industrial, we do um, investment sales. We do the whole gamut. And there's so, there's so much going on right now and so much to keep up with. Um, it, it's just, it's, a, it's really, really interesting to me. Terry, over at, Assur at Assurance, y'all are on the residential side and, and I see your signs everywhere. I mean, if you're driving down the street in Baton Rouge, whether you're at a bus bench or a billboard, Assurance Financial really has become the dominant player in the mortgage brokerage field. Tell us a little bit about what exactly Assurance does. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, you've, you've seen a lot of our advertising, I mean, especially in, in the Baton Rouge market and the New Orleans market. Um, we try to do that in all of the markets that we have retail branches. And you mentioned earlier that we have 20 some odd retail branches. But what we do is we, we're strictly residential lending. We, we uh, offer uh, first mortgages to um, individuals that are interested in purchasing a home, refinancing a home. Uh, maybe buying an investment property. And we also offer construction lending for those that are interested in building a home from ground up or possibly renovating their, their, own, their existing home. So uh, anything related to residential lending, we offer that particular product. Why would, why would a, a borrower come to Assurance instead of say going to their bank where they have their checking and savings account? Great question. I mean, obviously it is, uh, Real estate is um, referral business and is developing that service uh, through referral business through someone like Dottie or through other realtors out there. And we have a great group of loan officers that have developed uh, a tremendous amount of, of uh, good referral business from the realtor market. But why would they come to us? Obviously, this, we look at service. We look at uh, a very competitive interest rate, uh, the timing. Um, we put ourselves above depositories because we think, feel like we offer a quicker turnaround time than maybe a depository would offer. Uh, and maybe we offer a, a product that maybe that depository is not interested in, in, in offering, um, whether it's first time home buyers, whether it's construction lending. And, and I know, Terry, that your whole, your whole world was sort of turned upside down, not yours personally, but I mean, the residential real estate market in 2008, when the real estate market collapsed, you know, because of the housing crisis. And there's been so much change since then, and things were really on a roll until we got to COVID. And, and yet residential activity is still really strong. Commercial activity, it's sort of all over the place. I hear good stories, I hear bad stories, I hear a lot of scared stories. So let's talk COVID and, and y'all can take turns, but tell me what you're seeing in your respective sectors um, over the past couple of months. Yeah, my business is booming. I, uh, 
I was shocked. I figured it was just going to collapse, but it hasn't. And people are not really trying to retrade pricing. And uh, but you know, I work in a kind of a specialized field. Most of my clients are national retailers, and uh, and they're expanding. You know, this like you, uh, Dollar General and Family Dollar are expanding, and Five Below is expanding. Starbucks is expanding. Uh, Payless is expanding. O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can't find anything in Home Depot. You can't find anything in Lowe's. Just about everything is gone. Tractor Supply. All day is a new one that came into the market. So, you know, you're not seeing much of in Hobby Lobby. You're not seeing much of anything going on in the malls um, because the malls are kind of struggling right now. And uh, but they're going to be OK, because when when somebody leaves, you're going to find uh, like, for example, you take the mall of Louisiana. It's at the intersection of Blue Bonnet and I-10. It's a great piece of real estate. So let's say somebody leaves, say Penny's leaves or one of the others leave. Well, there's an opportunity there for Amazon to put a fulfillment center in there. There's an opportunity for an apartment complex. There's an opportunity for a hospital. There's opportunities that, you know, the shopping center is changing. Now, what gets complicated about it is there are use restrictions typically in large shopping centers like that. Everybody has to be a retailer. You can't have, you know, but the world has changed. And so... I think that we're going to get through that. Well, yeah, and that's that's a whole another separate issue, and I, and I want to look forward in a few minutes. But I mean, I am I am surprised that you're hearing like as of today, right now, you know, fall early fall 2020, that that people are still leasing space from you, um, and and the national retailers are still looking to move into this market. But now, as certain kinds, as people, the. the from my perspective, from what I'm seeing, the retailers that are moving into the market provide essential services. You know, you're not going to find, um, you know, an expensive lady store coming into the market, but, you know, you'll find people shopping at Lowe's, Home Depot, Tractor Supply. Um, and you mentioned that the, the Dollar Generals, store. the discount stores. Dollar General, well, this Dollar General and Family Dollar, I went to a conference in Dallas last year. They were they were planning on adding like 900 stores, which is a lot, and they're still adding 900 stores. And the reason is is because they're convenient. They now sell groceries. They now sell wine. You can go around the corner and get groceries. You can get wine, and the prices are really good. And and if you go to Dollar Tree, everything's a dollar. This is this is we can explore the implications of all this in a minute. But Terry, let's go back to residential. Uh, the interest rates have been slashed. Uh, they were low before the pandemic. They're they're even lower now. And so this is really producing a boom in residential activity. Yes, without a doubt. Obviously, the low interest rates have spurred a tremendous amount of refinance activity. And okay. uh, quite frankly, when uh, in March, when uh, COVID really took a uh, hold of the um, of the nation, uh, we started to see more refinance activity. And our pipeline actually zoomed up to 80% of our transactions being refinance activity. Now, uh, we've seen that decrease a little bit. We're around 50-50 right now with purchase transactions coming back. And I think Dottie would agree with me that uh, when people started getting back out into the market, which was around June, July, and uh, the first part of August, we started to see more purchase transactions come into play. And we actually believe that we're going to see that trend into the second quarter of 2021. But There's we, actually some new subdivisions going up, aren't there? There are. There are a lot of new subdivisions. And that's one thing that we're seeing. I mean, uh, 
the builders have never been so much so optimistic before. Uh, they're seeing a lot of, of, of calls, a lot of activity for uh, new development. The problem they're running into is obviously the cost of lumber has uh, skyrocketed. It's almost 170% more than it was wow. at the beginning of April. So that's going to be a deterrent for uh, new construction. But as far as for the uh, individual's uh, purchasing homes or refinancing, I think that we're going to continue to see this. We've actually, as um, almost a guilty pleasure that we've had over the last few months, <laughs> we've been so busy. Assurance Financial had our best year ever last year, where we closed, uh, funded over a billion dollars in, in uh, residential activity. We're actually wow. going to double that in 2020. So, um, wow, yeah, that is incredible. It really is. So, but but real estate doesn't you know exist in a vacuum. And I know people that are, are in real estate tend to be bullish. They tend to be optimistic by nature. That sort of goes with the territory. But when you look at the economic projections for Baton Rouge, I mean it, it's like one to two percent growth, um, which is pretty sluggish. I mean, it's I don't think we're in negative territory, but the numbers are not. Um, they're not really encouraging. We're not bringing a whole bunch of new people into this market to build and buy houses or to sop up the old inventory as people shuffle around or to shop at these shopping centers. I mean, what is fueling the, this growth that, that everybody's projecting? Anybody want to take a stab at that? I think interest rates have a big play in it. I mean, obviously, people want to take advantage of it. Of it. You know, it's a great time, whether any generation you're in, whether you're a millennial or a first-time home buyer, or whether you're uh, purchasing a second home or maybe buying that investment property, great time uh, to appreciate these low interest rates. And we're actually seeing some of the retirees now downsizing and taking advantage of a, a shorter-term mortgage for a period of time. So I think that, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I saw the, the statistics as far as for uh, the slow growth in the, in the Baton Rouge market, but uh, I think that that may be isolated in certain areas. I mean, I, there are some, South Baton Rouge is, is continually growing and it has grown over the past few years and I think we're gonna continue to see that. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Terry LeBlanc of Assurance Financial and Dottie Tarleton of Sterling Properties. What do you think, Dottie? I mean, in, in terms of commercial real estate, in terms of the, the bigger picture of, of the Baton Rouge and, I mean, shoot, let's face it, Louisiana economy. Well, um, I think that, um, and I, you know, we have offices throughout Louisiana and other places too, but um, I don't know that, that I see a whole lot of new big shopping centers under construction. I see infill. I see, I see, I see, take it for example, go down Government Street. Government Street's entirely different street than it was three years ago. It's filled with um, little restaurants and little shops and little wine places to go. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's the, the south part of Baton Rouge. I mean, I live in the Garden District and houses are selling like, hotcakes because there's a lot of houses that need to be renovated and the prices are good and I mean every time I mean I just walked down the street the other day and the house around the corner from me was torn down it's not there anymore somebody bought that property to rebuild a new house so um what's happening I think is technology is changing the, the way that we live and I was kind of reflecting before we got on this call you know I've been around probably longer than than y'all have, but I look back as a child, I was growing up in New Orleans 
everybody took the bus and went shopping on Canal Street downtown because that was the only, there were no shopping centers. You went shopping on Canal Street and then you go by Walgreens or K&B and you go to the lunch counter and you get a chocolate malt and a milkshake or uh, pick up your prescription. You walked a lot of places, but then as time went on and people had more is changing so now so we had down i mean same thing about Rouge, at third street and then all of a sudden we had uh bon Marche on florida boulevard and bon Marche got killed when cortana came at the intersection of airline and florida boulevard and now it's dead so it's always changing and technology has a lot to do with why it's changing and how it's changing because you can do a lot of things online you don't even have to go sure. to the store to buy what you want it's cyclical and and i guess new new generations and, and new you know ideas give hope to rebirth to old areas and we see things you know come and go terry when we when we look at the residential market you know we think back to the housing crisis of a decade ago what how do we know that's not going to happen again and and what do you all do say at assurance you know to make sure that the, the loans are going to be solvent and that we're not going to you know face the kind of problem that we did back in 2008 well stephanie i mean obviously uh, in 2008 uh, th that was a bad time for us i mean we saw a tremendous amount of new regulations that came out and uh, it it swung the pendulum much further to the right as opposed, uh, as opposed to the left and, and we had to sure that uh, the loans that we were making were good loans. We came up with, they came up with a new, um, it's called Q, um, QM. Does the mortgage meet the, the qualifying uh, metrics that the, to be repaid on time? So uh, that, that made it tough for people to get financing. Uh, will this occur again? We hope not. We think that we're probably making the best loans we've ever made. Uh, we're due diligence that's made uh, in looking at and underwriting a file for a self-employed individual, uh, looking at uh, tax returns, looking at bank statements, the things that, that were kind of pushed aside uh, in the uh, before 2008 uh, have come back into play. So I don't know, don't think that we're going to see that again. Now that's not to say that we're not going to see some delinquency. I mean, obviously the COVID has had a, uh, a major play in, in uh, delinquencies and we're going to start to see probably some of the smaller um, loans that, that people have laid off or furloughed or whatever the case is not be able to pay their mortgages on time and we're going to see some problems there. I, I know Dottie that one of the things with you know speaking of regulation and with, with COVID you know a lot of the federal assistance has kept parts of the economy afloat and and there were you know forbearance periods and banks have been working with with landlords and landlords have been working with tenants but i mean is don't you see that ending pretty soon and it doesn't look like there's going to be another stimulus package coming the economy is opening back up but enough yeah i think that's going to be a little bitty stimulus package maybe a couple thousand dollars or something like that but um we're coming back to life you know i mean People, the, one of the things that, that slowed the retail industry down was social distancing and, um, you know, where people were doing more shopping online than they were actually going into the store because they were afraid they were going to get COVID. So look, the way, that's another change. The way people shop is changing. People are shopping online. They're not necessarily going in. I mean, go to Walmart. You don't have to go to Walmart. You can order your stuff and they'll bring it out to your car or you can call Uber. <laughs> Uber will go get it for you. Well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, at least that, that you're 
not not predicting doom and gloom. Terry, tell us a little bit about Assurance and, and your growth in other states because, you know, I mean, y- y'all are experts at doing business in Louisiana. Is it very different, you know, to, to master the, um, not just the, the, the real estate laws per se, but, but to get a handle on, on market differences in different parts of the country? And, and y'all are now almost everywhere, right? We, we are, as, as you mentioned, we're licensed in, in 43 states or something, but uh, uh, we have retail branches in, uh, I think, eight, eight, eight of the states. Okay. But of, of those, I mean, uh, yeah, each market is somewhat different. I mean, and you see cyclicals, you see some, uh, you see purchase transactions pick up in one particular market and then before another one does. Uh, but how do you master it? I mean, we've been very fortunate to, um, hire good people. It's not that we want to be in Seattle uh, or we want to be in, in San Francisco. We're going to where the we have good people and, and uh, experienced individuals and uh, there's a culture that we build with that. And so with that, then we, we're able to develop that market and, and, uh, and be very successful with it. Um, one thing that Dottie mentioned is that people are shopping online. What we started about a year ago was our digital application and then we personified it with uh, it's called Abby, hmm. and right now uh, we're receiving applications for mortgages. About 67% of our applications are done through this online digital service. Wow! Uh, so the going to the bank or going to the uh, the broker or the uh, the ba- uh, mortgage lender and sitting uh, across the desk from them and taking an application that's going by the wayside. It's different. I mean, so it really is different, and that's a good thing. So we we made ourselves available to what the consumer or the public wants to see and how they want to uh, transact with their, uh, with their finances. And so it's been very good for that point. And have y'all grown through acquisition or just through organically opening up, you know, new, new locations and bringing, hiring new people on to run them in different places? Right now it's just been organically. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, we, we have not acquired any other, other, uh, lending institution, but I mean, that's always a possibility. And we look at those things if they're, mm-hmm. if they're available, but we've been very fortunate, like I said, to hire good people in particular markets and then grow from there. Um, we're up to about 250 employees and I anticipate that we'll probably be close to 300 as we get to the, uh, the latter part of the year. Uh, wow. Cause we're, that's a lot. Yeah, we're, we're hiring right now. So, and, and Dottie Sterling has grown so much in the years since it was, it was founded and are you, you all are outside the new, the South Louisiana market or mostly still just Baton Rouge to New Orleans corridor? No, um, actually, um, we are, uh, we have offices in Mobile and in Pensacola and then, and in North Louisiana and Monroe. Um, and we've expanded by acquisition. We bought, uh, SDN great group of guys and they came into our office. I'm not sure how many of them there are, all guys. <laughs> I was going to say, great group of guys and gals. No, no, not yet. Huh? Well, we have one gal, but she's busy being a mom. So once her little baby gets a little bit bigger, she'll be back in the mainstream. Yeah, we're getting there. Well, real estate will always fascinate. It's such an important sector of, of our economy and of any economy. And you both are helping individuals and businesses find places to call home or hang out a shingle and live out the American dream, such as it is these days. So thank you both so much for sharing your insights with us today and for taking time to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Pleasure. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Dottie Tarleton of Sterling Properties and Terry LeBlanc of Assurance Financial. 
We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Sterling Properties and Assurance Financial by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Jill LaFleur. We're going back to hosting Out to Lunch around the lunch table at Mansur's on the Boulevard one day. In the meantime, you can go there. Mansur's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.